Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Monica, we are now officially into Modified Phase 1.5. Ding, ding, ding. Is that the Windows? <laughs> I'm trying to do the Windows chime. I don't know Windows what it is. Windows 7 or XP? XP was my favorite <laughs> operating system to follow up on last week's episode. <laughs> XP, that was a great one. That was a just good one. That. I know. We should have just kept that and just kept growing onto that instead of right? building new platforms and operating systems. Yeah. I loved XP so much. Yeah. I feel that Minesweeper? in my soul. Can we still play Minesweeper? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Don't you miss Clippy? <laughs> so, well, uh, Instagrammer Miss Ninja, our friend, posted something about ICQ, which used to be a messenger system that rivaled <laughs> AOL Messenger back in the early 90s. And I don't know anybody that knows it other than you and I. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, Karen problems. We have Karen problems. <laughs> Kevin and Karen problems. Yeah, we do. But nonetheless, I was talking about King County, phase 1.5. Restaurants are opening up. I'm seeing lots of people going out to businesses, eating outdoors. I did go to a couple of restaurants. They still haven't opened up to seating yet, though. So, Monica, what have you been seeing? What have you been observing? Um, on my stories, I've been seeing um, some folks, some of our friends and some acquaintances get together with people that they aren't quarantining with, which is totally fine. And I have to say, like, I'm a little jealous. You know, I... I have this sort of, I want to, but I kind of don't want to. And so I'm kind of just taking it slow. It looks like a lot of fun though. Just people going out and grabbing a beer on a patio. It's Seattle. It's June. Yesterday there was some sort of tsunami, um, but today was beautiful. So kind of jealous. Yeah. And definitely same as you, not every place is opening up for dining room seating, which, you know, is something that, that we predicted already um, because of the staffing costs of, of sanitation and things that would need to happen. Some folks are just going to wait it out to phase two. I like seeing the different changes that people are making, though. Man, I miss Korean barbecue. I saw several people go to Korean barbecue this week. Oh, that looks good. But now all the banchan is all packaged together, so you can't go to, I don't know, the buffet bar and yeah. grab the banchan. They just hand it to you, and I'm guessing that if you want more, they do, you just ask for it. People are making very conscientious changes in those restaurants, and uh, but like you, still kind of... Not ready to dip my toe into the water yet. <laughs> yeah. Cliche alert. Cliche alert. <laughs> well, it's funny when you talk about Banchan and asking for more. Like, I think overall, like, that's going to be a great way for a business to control their inventory, right? Where it's not just sitting out there. It's kept, you know, fresh and refrigerated and separate and clean from everything else. But then if you want more, then you got to be that guy. Right, you got to be that guy asking for more banchan all the time. Um, I was most jealous is I saw people going to dollar shopping. You know, I love dollar shopping, (laughs) even though I hardly ever get to Bellevue, and I haven't been to Bellevue um, probably since February. Uh, Still super jealous and and kind of fighting the urge tonight. I was just like, maybe we should go to dollar shop. I would do dollar shop. I'm I'm down for dollar shop. Yeah, but I'm telling you, yeah, outdoor seating, very fun. Still don't know, but I'm warming up to it. But man, I I need my gyms. Give me my gyms back, people. <laughs> gyms will be like the last. Thing. I saw your sister in law. Your sister in law goes to uh, a boxing gym that yeah. I I go to as well. She goes to the one in Snohomish County, and Snohomish mm-hmm. County is in phase two, mm-hmm. and so they're allowing people to go back to the gyms. I'm still waiting here for like another two to three weeks for it to open. And man, I don't want to say the D word, Monica, but I'm, I'm going to have to get into it because we've been eating so much. Of course, this is a Seattle Foodie Podcast, so but I don't want to get into that D word diet so i need my gyms back people (laughs) no i hear you about the diet i have been trying to still go to as many businesses that i go to which is a minimum of one you know or or order stuff online a day and still like i've been decreasing portions so i haven't been ordering as much stuff um but it's funny because when people know you they're just like, oh, you didn't order this, so I just gave you some anyway. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm trying. Because, yeah, that's my strategy. My strategy has been to 
to cut down my portions a little bit. So if I wanted to order a whole bunch of stuff, you know, I've just been tapering it off a little bit because, you know, it's it's a hard job to to support business. But, you know, I'm, I'm down for it. I know you're down for it, too. But um, I don't know. These 15 pounds are not agreeing with me. <laughs> not only is Monica admitting that she's rich, but she's also flexing her celebrity status as well. My God. So. <laughs> My God. You when she goes to restaurants, it's like, hi, don't you know who I am? Yeah. Give right. me more. Give me the free food. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> At least I can remember the names of business owners, Nelson. <laughs> Ooh, that one hurts. That one it hurts. hurts. That it one, hurts. Yeah. It hurts. That one, that one hurt to the core. Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And of course, we have to also talk about Chaz or Monica. You gave me another moniker, too, as well. Chop, which you can tell people about. (laughs) I'm looking at the stories. I have not visited Chaz yet or the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, but uh, they did ask for Gatorade as well as sleeping mats. So I did donate about $75 to $80 worth of Gatorade and powders to a local donation group because they were delivering it out to Chaz this weekend. Well, I don't know what to talk. Should we talk about the food there? Yeah, hold on. <laughs> I, I, saw, I saw oh, guys, people selling wait, hot guys, dogs. Wait. No, 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 guys, okay. wait. This is the part of the show where Nelson says what a great guy he is for donating stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the segment we're doing right now, in case you missed it. Since, since we're going to call out every segment that we're doing, this is the Nelson's a great guy and a very generous soul segment. Of Seattle Foodie Podcast. <laughs> I didn't even know I walked into that. That hurt. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You walked right okay. Touche, Monica. Touche. Touche, Monica. <laughs> I saw sandwiches. What is that? The No Cop Co-op. I saw sandwiches out there. Yeah. Saw a bunch of cereal. I saw boxes of Cheerios out there too, as well. People were handing out food. Restaurants were handing out food too. So mm-hmm. it's great. Don't believe what the media says out there, especially the national media. Wow. That national media is nuts. So don't believe what's all out there, guys. Yeah, totally. Um, Well, yeah, we can talk about the food in there for sure. Uh, You mentioned that you hadn't gone into Chaz yet, which is six blocks of occupied space in in Capitol Hill, which Fox News refers to as downtown Seattle. Um, It's not really downtown Seattle. Uh, (laughs) And and actually, I I think I've told you personally, like I have no plans of going. Um, I've been quarantined at home and have not been participating in the protests. For me personally, I think that it's a really sacred space that people fought for, were tear gassed for, experienced violence for. So I won't be visiting. I know other folks have been. I mean, I think the art is beautiful and the vibe is beautiful and I do want to feel it, but I feel like it's disingenuous for me to pretend like I was part of that particular movement. Um, so I'm not going to visit to tourist around. Um, in terms of the food, yeah, Nelson, I've been seeing folks on Instagram, again, people who haven't been there occupying, um, eating the food. I'm not sure like the food is there for like tourists to come through and like eat sandwiches. I, I thought yeah. the food was for the people who are occupying with tents and like sleeping there. And, and you know, um, yeah, I just thought it was that kind of co-op. I didn't realize it was you know, come from all over the city co-op for everybody to eat food. Oh, I should have prefaced it. Jess, if you're going down there to check out jazz, please don't take that food. Please don't do it. I'm, I was just seeing what kind of food people were having down there in the zone. Yeah. There there are restaurants that are still open out there. Yudon is in inside the Capitol Hill autonomous, autonomous zone or what you call CHOP, Monica. <laughs> That's a new moniker that you talked about. Can you tell, tell us what that means? Because I, I had no idea before this show until you told me. Yeah, so I think um, Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, I mean, that came out um, in full force in the media. It was the words Chaz were painted on the sidewalk and the Welcome to Capitol Hill sign had been rebranded to Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. I think there's been some conversation of the folks who are there about that not necessarily representing what is happening because autonomy sort of implies that they're trying to secede from the United States, but that's not what's happening. And so CHOP, C-H-O-P, stands for Capitol, Capitol Hill Occupy protest um, or other people. I think there was another word that that O might have been, but Occupy, I think, is the most common one. Um, Organized is another one. And I'm not sure what the proper name is. You know, I, I really don't. And the only way, like, 
you know, those of us who aren't in the zone are getting information is from the media or from people who are visiting. So I want to be respectful and call them what they would like to be called. But I think that this news is really unclear to me because I think it just happened in the last day. So I don't know. Just let us know what it should be called. And that's what I'm happy to call it. (laughs) So for right now, I'm referring it to Chaz slash Chop. (laughs) At least it's not Chad. Like voting, uh, Chad, like voting. Yes, I, I'm. I'm aware of it. I'm aware of it because I'm old enough. I don't know if everybody else knows what a hanging no, chad is. But. Yeah, they don't do chads anymore. Remember that one election where the hanging chad? Yeah. Let's come back to the present, Monica. No more ICQ. <laughs> no more hanging chads. Let's, let's come back to the present. Right. But I thank goodness to have you on our show because you're our resident city expert. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but always happy to talk about the city I love. Moving on, let's get out of politics <laughs> and let's talk about the Seattle Foodie Podcast. Welcome to our show, 11 minutes in. <laughs> She's Moni B, I, a.k.a. Monica, and I'm Nelson, episode 92. Monica, we're not going to do any segments. We have an interview. We're not doing segments because we're going to do our own segment because we ate so much. As I said, I don't want to mention that D word again. It's (laughs) it's, got to come. It's coming like a tsunami, guys. It's coming. uh, Yeah, we ate a lot. I ate so much. I didn't even have time to cook this week, I'm guessing. And looking at you, Monica, you were doing some simple stuff, too. Mm -hmm. So let's get right into it. For me, we're continuing supporting Black-owned businesses. Monday, I was excited about this because where you at, Matt's? The food truck was on the east side. So I had to get out there. It was maybe about a 10 minute drive from my house. It was in the middle of the street, Monica. <laughs> okay. If you saw my stories, there it's on West it was on West Lake Sammamish. And then they had this little spot to the side of the street, and people were parking despite having these signs that says no parking at any time. People just parked on the Parked on the shoulder mm-hmm. because they needed their gumbo. They needed their po' boys. They needed their beignets. Oh, yeah. I splurged. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got there too late. This is going to be this week's theme of me getting late and having to wait in lines. <laughs> <laughs> By the time I got there, they 86 the shrimp because they were out of shrimp. <laughs> as well as some other things like the red beans and rice that you recommended. I ended up getting the $25 soft shell crab po' boy. I got the gumbo and I got the beignets. Monica, I know you've had the beignets. After eating them, they might be top three in Seattle in terms of beignets. I don't know. What do you, yeah. what do you, what do you think about them? So this is the segment of the show where we talk about Nelson shows up at a business and says, I'm Nelson Eats. Don't you know who I am? And they say, no. <laughs> We're no. out. We're out. They go like, who? <laughs> who, is, who are you? <laughs> Just kidding. You are so right, Nelson. Um, where you at, Matt? Matt Lewis and I go way back. He was one of the, God, he was just one of the few food trucks on the streets when we first started out. And you're right. Those beignets cooked fresh are one of the top three in Seattle. It has really great texture. Um, it's everything that I think about when I think about a beignet. And um, yeah, totally 100% agree with you. Been to where you at, Matt's countless times when they're at the Barnes & Noble in Bellevue in that little food pod there the peacemaker i don't know if they still make that anymore it's like a half fried oyster half shrimp po' boy mm. that was my favorite i didn't i didn't see it on the menu i don't know if they're making it or if the oysters are in season or mm-hmm. whatever it is they didn't have that but the soft shell crab oh loved it despite being 25 dollars, it's a little bit on the steeper side but like i said <laughs> you gotta treat yourself you gotta treat yourself sometime <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. Nelson, don't play like you ain't rich too. <laughs> Nelson's all Nelson be like, oh, I poor. $25 is a lot. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> I think that's the most I've ever paid for a food truck item. Is really? that is that the yeah. Uh, what's the most expensive you ever paid? You paid for that hundred dollar gold leaf flake hot dog? I don't know. What is that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Soft shell crab, man. Gotta pay for it. I know. I know. Well, I'm used to to eating lobster rolls off of a food truck. So lobster rolls are pretty typically $25. Fair enough. Well, you were talking up Carolina Smoke Barbecue. I had to make my way down to Bothell and I had to grab some. I got the two meat meal platter, which I chose always brisket and ribs. And 
I always have to add a hot link. I have to I have to get a hot link, Monica. It's it's always got to be that thing because I it's one of my litmus tests for barbecue and <laughs> they absolutely passed 100% flying colors. Absolutely delicious. Have that snap, have that bend for all you legally blonde people, snap and bend. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's got that spiciness too. <laughs> Nelson's the Sasha's king of Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite side there, Monica? I got the smoked mac and cheese and cornbread, but I've had the collard greens. What else have you had? I I really like them all. I like the collards for sure. And the jalapeno cornbread. I noticed last time I went though, they did change the recipe of the cornbread, but I actually like it even better now. It's not as cornmeal-y. It's a little softer (laughs) and fluffier. So I find that I'm really enjoying their new recipe. I didn't have jalapeno. I think mine was just an original cornbread recipe mm-hmm. for me. And then again, going back to the East side theme, the reason I was out North up in Bothell was because I did go up and pick up beer from Medier Brewing Company in Woodenville. We talked about this on the last episode. They had a Yelp virtual elite event. And so I got can growlers, which are huge, so much beer. I got the trailblazer pale ale, black stripe, coconut porter, Calypso IPA and the way, way American wheat. This is, Another awesome Black-owned business. You guys got to get their beers. I really love their American wheat and, of course, their coconut porter. Coconut. We'll be talking about that later, about the coconut. But, yeah. <laughs> wow. Sounds delicious. I think, for me, I'd probably try the Calypso IPA because, you know, you and I have a little bit different uh, beer taste. But that one sounds like something mm-hmm. I'd be willing to yeah. try. So those were the black owned businesses that I went and supported this week. I have a lot more of takeout. But, Monica, why don't you take the reins and talk about a little bit of your stuff. For sure. Um, I did a little bit of home cooking because, um, yeah, just because I'm trying to eat light, a little bit lighter food when I'm at home, just because that D word. So simple things like peanut butter bagels drizzled with uh, date syrup, just date syrup, which is really delicious. And a watermelon salad, which is really, it's really fresh and seasonal. And I really love it. And I like the contrast and textures and flavors. And Nelson, I even Mm -hmm. ate two, get this, two salads this week with lettuce. Had lettuce. Guys, Monica really doesn't want to diet. So she's trying to get ahead of that curve. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just thinking that at some point people are going to start seeing me again, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's exactly for me. <laughs> the mask will be like four chins and I'll be like, oh my God. So I'm just trying to mitigate a little, like, hey, I don't want to be a hero. You can't save the world. I mean, you know, we, we are in the food industry. So let's just be realistic here. But, you know, some little subtle things. I've been looking all around and there are no masks that can cover my stomach. There's no <laughs> mask that's large enough. Oh, you're too funny. All right. <laughs> One place that I went to this week is a pop-up from our friend Jonathan Ragsdale and his girlfriend Janet Becerra. And it was a pop-up fundraiser for Seattle BIPOC Organic Food Bank Fund. And their mission is to feed BIPOC communities. So I missed their first fundraiser for Black Lives Matter Seattle Freedom Fund. So I was sure, like, as soon as I saw this one, I jumped on it. And the menu had cheesy jalapeno tamales with creamy salsa verde, kimchi pozole with tortillas, and black rice Earl Grey horchata. Whoa, okay. I know, that menu, right? So (laughs) yeah, yeah, I've been trying to get those smaller portions. So I only ordered one of everything, but I had so many regrets um, that I did not (laughs) order more. I was so mad because that was like, you know, I was just like, oh my God, no, you need to stop eating so much, but it's okay to eat like really good food. It's just like, but all the food is really good. So the food was delicious, full of flavor, mildly spicy. And of course you can add more spice and very comforting. And Nelson, I know you're thinking about that horchata. It's completely life-changing. It's exactly as life-changing as it sounds. Monica, anytime I'm eating for charity, I'm like, it's okay. It's for charity. (laughs) Yeah, but we've been eating for charity a lot. (laughs) More than usual. So that'll be like our new strategy. It's for a good cause. It's for a good cause, guys. I'm supporting them. It's for a good cause. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm going to hit it back to you, Nelson, because I want to hear a little bit more about one of the places you went to. So Okay. As I was talking about Medier Brewing Company, I was in Woodenville. A lot of people have been talking about this place. It's called Bobe. 
They're known for their bubble tea, and I had to get some bubble tea last week. They did some boba donuts last weekend, too, as well. I'm bummed I missed out on that. Boba inside the donut, Monica, and they had flavors like ube. That's amazing. I, I Did you see pictures of that? I did. I did. I'm not sure if I'm on board. Some of these boba desserts I'm not down for. Oh, I'm I'm way down to try this stuff. Randomly ran into our friend and also a friend of the podcast, Door 601. By coincidence, this is not, we did not meet up. Uh-huh. As soon as I pulled into the parking lot, she pulled in right next to me and started pointing at me. So she was there also to get some bobe. This is the first place I've heard that has nitro in their bubble tea, Monica. Mm -hmm. Loved it. I got a nitro baycock Thai tea and a red, white, and matcha drink. Mm -hmm. Loved both of them. You guys got to check it out if you're down in Woodenville. It's another bubble tea spot if you want to try it out. Really, really good. I'm coming back. I'm I'm telling you. I have to I'm gonna drive all the way back to Woodenville to get that stuff. Yeah, what was the nitro like? I mean, I'm just thinking of how that mixes in with the other concept of a bubble tea. It was interesting. I'm going to be, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I thought I was expecting this like really, really sweet tea, but it kind of evens out the mm-hmm. Thai, the sugar in the Thai tea that's normally very, very high in sugar. So I really kind of liked it. Okay, awesome. No, good to know. You know, next time I'm out in Woodenville, which, you know, that is wine country. Yes, it is. <laughs> I, I'm sure I'll get there sooner than I get to Issaquah. <laughs> Speaking of Issaquah, I checked out the Issaquah Farmer's Market. You know, you're living in a pandemic when the line to get into the farmer's market is about 20 to 30 minutes long. I'm not joking, Monica. <laughs> this is what happens when you sleep in. And this is, again... This week's themes are lines. I've been in lines all week long. <laughs> I'm telling you. Here's the, here's the kicker, though. I'm happy to stay in line because they're only letting 20 to 30 people shop at a time in the farmer's market. There's not a lot of people to be really, really crowded. There's plenty of social distancing. Each vendor has their stand roped off. A lot of the fruits and produce and a lot of the packaged baked goods, they're all packaged. So they just grab it and just give it to you or they'll grab it for you. Mm-hmm. If you're asking for like a pound of cherry tomatoes or something like that, they'll actually get it for you. You're not allowed to sample anything. So again, they're taking a lot of measures to keep everything safe and to keep things as much as contactless free as possible. The first thing I always get there is the kettle corn, Monica, from raining kettle corn. It's the best I've ever had. Mm. I'm always getting a medium bag. I also picked up some Thai sausage from Nature's Last Stand. Have we talked about them before, Monica? I know you've known, you know who Nature's Last Stand is. I do. I'm not sure we've talked about them before, though. Nature's La- if you're not familiar with Nature's Last Stand, it's a farm out in Fall City. They raise their own pigs as well as other pets. And I wish they could make their awesome breakfast sandwiches that they used to have on display. But, you know, COVID. Mm. So that's not going to work anymore. The owner of Nature's Last Sand did tell me they are selling pre-made sandwiches in their meat case, so you can take them home and reheat them. But they do sell out fast in the morning. Monica, Shenzhen tea. I know you're not a big kombucha drinker, but I love their Shenzhen tea. I love their kombucha, their infused kombucha. Strawberry was my favorite. I bought several of those because they're actually cheaper than grocery stores that carry it. Another bonus to go out to farmer's markets. And then finally, to end the week, Monica, again, you are, quote, an influencer because I went out to Seattle Pops and I bought 24 (laughs) Seattle Pops. Oh, my God. Brave the line. When you texted me, you told me, oh, there's only about six people in front of me. There were 20 people in front of me, Monica. Yeah, it's, I've had a lot of fun watching your stories this week. I have to say, I mean, when you, when I when you say LOL, I have laughed out loud like every time. <laughs> like I'll start laughing uncontrollably. My husband's just like, "What are you laughing at, Mom? Nelson?" <laughs> I thought I overspent here, but no. My nieces and my sister-in-law came through and they ate three bars already. So I'm down to 21 bars, you guys. I thought this was going to last me for maybe a couple months. This isn't going to even last me a week. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. I got very strawberry. I got coconut cream. They told me when I was at the window, they had Marionberry cream. So I had to get that. Strawberries and cream. The Kona coffee. I got a ton, Monica. I Mango chili. Lilikoi. I got them all. And I still don't think it's enough. And I did pick up some strawberries from Sidhu Farms as well. Holy cow, those things are freaking ripe. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> oh you got to eat gosh. them. 
You have 24 hours to eat them. They're so I do. Good. I do. Tomorrow I'm cooking up a bunch and mm-hmm. I'm going to make something out of it. And then again, since I was there, you love this place. Sissy K Thai. Mm-hmm. I had to pick up some Pad Thai Buran, crispy garlic chicken. That was my dinner as well as my lunch tomorrow and probably my dinner again tomorrow. <laughs> sure it's Nelson. a lot of food. <laughs> sure, Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, hearing about the Marionberry, they didn't have the Marionberry on the menu. It's they made it because they ran out of the blueberries and cream. And yeah, thanks a lot, Monica. You're you're so awesome for buying up all the blueberries and cream bars. That's awesome. Good savage, job, savage. <laughs> um, and everybody, write all your hate mail to Moni B Seattle <laughs> and just DM her and tell her how nice it was for her to buy up all the blueberries and cream Seattle pops. Early in the morning. Yeah. You can, oh, no, you can direct you, it to you know, her. I, you know I don't get any hate mail. You get all the hate mail for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I found out about the Marionberry because they actually messaged me to let me know that they made it. I think they were just letting me know in case I wanted to run down and come and get some more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Nelson, you you influenced me. No. Because... because like I was so jealous of you. I actually, while we're recording this podcast, sent my, sent my husband over to CCK to pick up some food. <laughs> yeah, like, it's <laughs> it's really good. I mean, again, I'm not out in Wallingford a lot, and so I it's always a treat. And so I have to get some CCK. Mm-hmm. Kudos to Seattle Pops. We're not going to see them till spring 2021. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. I love all the people showing the love there. I'm happy to wait in line since there's so many people buying their seattle pops it's great <laughs> well you know in in like you know six eight nine months you get to have blueberries and cream so you know whatever <laughs> someday you'll get it nelson <laughs> won't even bring me one won't even bring me one holy smokes you know i don't come to issaquah <laughs> maybe do you want to meet me at michael's down, down, down no. In no I promised myself I would not talk about that this week on this week's episode, but you decided to bring it up voluntarily. I don't know. You're all making a commitment. I won't bring it up. I won't bring it up. I won't bring it up. Okay. So I had a couple more places that I went to. Did did we catch all of yours, Nelson? I did. I want to talk about your cheesesteak that you're about to talk about. Because was that that a cheesesteak for four? Good Lord. That thing was monstrous. Tell us about that one. Well, what Nelson's talking about, guys, is Trey's House of Cheesesteak. So that's a food trailer posted up in Freelard, and they're at 4B's Ballard Grill in the parking lot. So from what I can tell, when the restaurant was open, they were cooking it up inside. So they handled the food inside. But uh, when COVID hit, they were able to keep doing business because they had that food trailer ready to go. So they park in the parking lot. So I got two sandwiches. I got the signature cheesesteak and the Trey's Caliente. Nelson, you know, I mean, you're a sandwich guy. But for me, mm-hmm. sandwiches are way, way, way down on the list. And so if you see me eating a sandwich, you should probably perk it up. So I ate it up, and I tell you, the portion was big. I'm not going to lie, Nelson. I could only eat half of the sandwich, and I had to save the rest. I ate the rest for breakfast the next day. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was jam-packed full of meat. And, guys, come on. There was nobody there when I visited. So get out there and support this black-owned business. I mean, yeah. I'm going out there, Monica. Now, did you have to pay $25 for that sandwich? Because that sandwich looked like it was worth $25. Holy smokes. No, but I think that's probably how much you'll pay because you're Nelson. (laughs) (laughs) Special Nelson pricing. No, no, it wasn't. For both of those sandwiches, I think before tipping came out to $25. So maybe. Wow. Good value. Okay. But I don't know because I don't get receipts for anything. So I don't really pay attention. It's whatever they Mm -hmm. say it is. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was a good one. And I got a surprise. My husband actually went to Zoe's Fried Chicken Sandwiches. And Mm. as in their name, they're known for the chicken sandwiches. Absolutely. (laughs) But my husband's very sweet and he wanted to surprise me. And he did, so he didn't want to call me and ask me what I wanted. So, you know, he didn't get that it said fried chicken sandwiches. So he got me some wings and that's okay. He got me a lot of wings. It was a mountain of wings. So they're a little bit smaller than some of the things we were used to, but they're just the right size. And they had a really salty, savory flavor that really hit the spot. So I'll be going back for a chicken Sammy soon. 
And they also had crinkle cut fries. I kind of love those. I mean, just, I don't know, just the texture of them, the crispness of them. My husband, good to hear. My husband said that that black owned business was really bustling. So it was really busy. He had to wait 30 minutes for his food, which is great. That's what we want to see. We want to see black owned businesses flooded right now and support as much as possible. If you're not familiar with Monica's husband, Monica's husband does not like chicken any sort of chicken at all. So to have to drive back home with the smell of that, I don't know in the next to the, in the passenger side or in the trunk to have fried chicken wings encompassing the whole car. Mm -hmm. You know, that guy loves you, Monica. (laughs) Yes. You know, it's funny because like when we drive down South, we'll go to Jollibee, right? And if Jollibee's mm-hmm. come, we'll go to Popeye's. And um, I've been in the car with him before with chicken way back in the back of the trailblazer. And like, we'll be on the freeway and he'll roll the, roll the windows all the way yeah. down. And like, it's, it's like a tornado in there trying to, trying to get that smell out of there. So yeah, he, um, fried chicken, he says is the worst smelling for him. Like it makes him feel nauseous. I totally agree. Anytime I have to pick up a friend at SeaTac Airport, I stop by Jollibee to get a bucket beforehand and it, and it smells. And my friend goes, my friends are my family friends that I take, bring back to the airport. I was like, did you get fried chicken? Like, yeah. Did you get Kentucky fried chicken? No. No. Why would I get, why would I, why would I mess with Kentucky fried chicken? Right. I got Jollibee's right next to it. Right. I was like, come on. Right. Totally. <laughs> wow, Monica, that was, that was a lot of eats. I'm t- <laughs> uh, but yeah it's it's great it's i love it i'm I'm patting ourselves on the back because we're supporting a lot of local businesses it's it's a good time what a time monica what a great time to get things in styrofoam i'm telling you <laughs> um we don't have styrofoam in seattle that's just i know <laughs> we have compostable stuff here it's what, a, what a time to get compostables monica <laughs> what a time <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. Let's switch gears, Monica. We do have an interview today. I've always wanted to have her on the show, and you mentioned her name a couple of weeks ago, and we, we finally got her on. Our interview this week is with Ann Rand Lee, otherwise known as Travel for Boba. I call her Seattle's number one boba or bubble tea expert, and her Instagram proves it as it's all boba all the time. Ann Rand and I had a fun discussion of why bubble tea is so popular right now her favorite spots in Seattle and where she's eating for takeout. Here's our interview with travel for Boba and Ran Lee. Hey everyone. I am with today travel for Boba and Ran Lee. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you Nelson? I'm well, how's everything going? I think, is it three months now? I've lost track of time. It, it, I think, uh, I don't even know what day it is anymore. So <laughs> how's everything going at home and how are you doing? Uh, yeah, I've been doing well at like with the Coke COVID like pandemic stay at home order. Uh, yeah, just still at work. I mean, I've been going out to get boba still in my local area or ordering delivery. Same for food as well. Yeah, still got my job and everything. So yeah. Yeah, obviously you're the CEO of Ifong Tea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Ifong knows that, but. <laughs> Yeah, this is good. I I wanted to ask you a question because I don't know if you saw recently and I talked about this on the show with Monica a couple shows ago. Yelp kind of put out the most popular takeouts per state and California was boba. Uh, Washington was pod thai, but California was boba. And it just got me thinking because I wanted to ask you this question. Why do you think boba and bubble tea is just so immune to the pandemic i guess you can Mm -hmm. say it's it kind of i kind of feel like when i see instagram stories people are still going out and getting boba why do you think that is uh yeah i think i mean you already know this but for the people listening but i'm actually from california originally so i was very like yes that is true (laughs) and that is where i'm from But um, yeah, I think uh, one of the reasons, there's probably a couple, but one of the reasons is bubble tea is usually kind of like an extra like to make yourself kind of feel good type of thing. So I know like entertainment spending, for example, during even economic downturns usually stays about the same or even goes up just because something that makes makes you happy. Yeah, I think uh, in terms of like boba, one of the reasons you get it is to like hang out with your friends, but you can totally just like really easily order it grab it and go somewhere to a park or 
go home, you know? Yeah, like kind of socialize that way. I totally agree. I think it's a lot of, I don't know how to describe it. I guess this generation's coffee version of coffee, I think. Mm -hmm. I'm always gravitate towards getting boba versus a coffee. I don't know. That's that's just my opinion. So yeah, yeah, I, I think it's definitely on the rise. Even since five years ago, I feel like the number of boba shops in Seattle have doubled, tripled. There's just so many options now. And I, I think like even five years ago, when I just moved here, the only good option in the U district was share tea. And like you were talking about Yifang, now that's mm-hmm. like my go to. And there's yeah. like 10 other boba shops in the area. <laughs> Uh, first time you ever had boba. How do you remember? Uh, yeah, I had it pretty early on. I like to like think of it as like wave one of boba coming to the U.S. It's from uh-huh. Taiwan originally, but I had Quickly's in Cupertino, which is like near my hometown. Um, just in high school, after school, I don't remember who, but someone suggested we just get boba, and that was maybe like a once a month thing. It was kind of walking distance is like a long walk from my school so we would just go after school and hang out as a friends group for me i think it was in college as well or it could have been it could have been earlier i can't remember mm-hmm. but i remember just there was just one boba shop i think it's now yummy bakery now so back in the day there was just one and we would always go down to the ave in the u district and that, i think that was the first time i ever had boba i didn't even like tapioca i didn't even mm-hmm. like the boba actually i always preferred the coconut jelly and uh-huh. so when i was talking to you i was just like how can i i'm gonna interview Anne ran and i was like couldn't think back it took me a while to figure out when the first time i had boba was yeah <laughs> yeah was definitely it. yeah i think the first time i had it i was also really confused like why there's these black gummy things and what's the appeal of it like, after a while i mean obviously like like the tea and the milk and the sugar tastes good kind of just like coffee yeah the toppings i find add like a really nice texture um to the drink as well so so how did this all blow up how did you decide i'm gonna on my instagram just start posting all boba uh-huh. How did yeah. that all get started? Yeah, so it's like I said, I like tried it a little bit when I was in school. So that was my um, high school. Like I said, I didn't clarify. And then in college, I went to UC and Bobo is just really big around campus. I just started drinking it basically every day. And at one point, it kind of became like an inside joke. Everyone's like, you hang out with Andrew and you get boba. And then eventually, a little bit after, people kept on asking me for recommendations. And I was like, well, I might as well just write reviews and post it. I do do Yelp a little bit, but not as much as like Instagram. Just decided to do one all on boba, mostly share with people. And then it was really great that I guess I, I got exposure and the Seattle food community is really good the foodie community i met you met monica met tons of other people from the area so that's been really nice so i want to ask the resident boba expert what do you look for when you first try a new boba spot Mm -hmm. yeah definitely there's like a few different things definitely for the flavor wise i like look to see if they kind of use real tea and actually well i guess nowadays most of the boba like use is real tea but mostly like the blend of like the tea and milk ingredient you use whether it's like substitute whether it's like half and half whether it's non-dairy creamer I'm like totally okay with if you don't use real milk but whether that blends well because sometimes when you use milk and have too much tea it gets really watery Um, and then as well as the sweetness level the places will now adjust the sugar content you want and then besides that, would it would just be like the quality of the toppings for taste, uh, where it's like how well it's brewed for tapioca. There Sometimes they put honey or sugar as a coating, but most of the time I just look for like a nice chewy texture. Sometimes it gets dry or is yeah under or overcooked and it's kind of hard. And then besides that, it's always nice. A lot of boba shops are trying to differentiate themselves by making really cute interior places, you know, really Instagrammable and then service and and also like kind of like a value price point for me I guess money is not an issue but I like to give people recommendations for good value places where it's both cheap and really high quality yeah I'm always looking for chewy texture with the tapioca too as well sometimes I have places that are just I don't know it's either just really cold or too hot and they stick together mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what I always one of my litmus when I'm looking for like good boba Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, the temperature matters a lot for the toppings and as well as for me, at least for the drink. I started off as one of those people. If I ask for no ice, I'll get more tea. 
so it's more value but it's actually really nice at a perfect temperature i usually ask for less ice and so it doesn't get watery if you if i drink it slowly but there's like a perfect temperature you're supposed to drink these drinks at i guess yeah yeah <laughs> So tell our listeners, what are some of your favorite spots in Seattle? What do you what do you like to get? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my like number one for like a good value and flavor is probably Young Tea in the inter- International District. And they have like a lot of really dark Chinese tea bases. If you like, my favorite is like the red oolong, which is actually doesn't taste too much like a oolong that's usually smoky. Basically, it tastes like a normal milk tea or a standard black milk tea but it's actually a oolong. And then besides that, my frequents, like you said, um, Yifang. So I like their brown sugar and their signature fruit tea. They're a little bit pricier though. And there's just so many other places that pop up. I frequent Share Tea, um, a Seattle Best Tea International District. If you are looking for like alternative milks and stuff, 20 ounce is good. I know Drip Tea on in Capitol Hill. And then as well as on East Side, um, I like you know, Happy Lemon, Share Tea again. And one of my old favorites used to be um, drive-through boba, but they're no longer open. So, yeah, you and I were big fans of drive-through boba. I'm, I'm still very sad that they're gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Last month, I believe they left. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, those are really good. I'm. I agree with you. Young Tea, the owner Caroline, she exports teas from Taiwan, so she uses specific tea leaves in some of their drinks and. Mm-hmm. I like their fruit teas a lot. I think it's the only place I actually get chia seeds with my drink in there. Okay. So Yeah, I've never yeah. actually tried their chia seeds before. So Yeah, if you ever get like their passion fruit or one of their fruit drinks, the summer love one, get it with the chia seeds. I highly recommend that one. The switching over, I want to talk about like food because you've been cooking a lot at home. So let's talk about that a little bit. What have you been making? Are, are you just looking up recipes online or where, where's your resources? What are you using? Yeah, so actually I get most of my recipe resources from YouTube. The main channel I follow um, is a lady named Honeysuckle. She just has a ton of great, both easy as well as like super delicious recipes. I think she puts in a lot of work to research the proportions for everything that she makes but like I made a Thai basil chicken I just made gnocchi but at Trader Joe's there's a cauliflower version of the gnocchi Mm -hmm. yeah and then I also made salmon Uh, apparently you can actually make salmon inside of a microwave so (laughs) you'll you need to put it in parchment paper so it kind of steams it you can also bake it in the oven but yeah it's like a miso salmon with a bunch of vegetables all, all in one kind of package. Yeah, I remember seeing a lot of your stories. You're making soup for a while. Uh, yeah, my uh, signature is I make sundabu, the Korean tofu soup. YouTube resources are great for that. Is Mingchi? I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. Mm-hmm. It's like a pretty famous Korean cooking personality on YouTube. Is are these new dishes you're trying out, or have you made these in the past? Uh, I used to cook like a decent amount, mostly because I also had food at lunch. So I just cook maybe like once or twice a week and now it's more just every day. But half of these are recipes I've done over and over just because they're really good. The ones I named are (laughs) all the ones that I recommend. And yeah, they're also really easy to make. Like you're you're thinking like Korean tofu soup, like the ones you get at the restaurants, it seems hard. But honestly, it's as easy as making like instant ramen, but you just put in the tofu instead. For some reason, me, I'm always like gravitating when I'm like cooking. I'm like, I'm cooking noodles again. I, I for some reason, I'm always making noodles all the time. So yeah, noodles are really yummy. Same with my yeah. soups. I would put in a lot of uh, noodles. <laughs> yeah, I want to try sundubu. So uh, when we're off of the interview, we can. I'll, I'll have to ask you for the recipe. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. I need a good recipe. <laughs> making another transition here. Seattle food. What have you been getting for takeout? <laughs> I've been watching your stories. So oh uh, yeah, yeah. So tell, you, tell our listeners what you've been eating. <laughs> so you probably know the like number one thing I've been getting it actually every week consistently is a uh, musashi's. There's three locations: one in Seattle, one in Bellevue, and oh, another one in Seattle International mm-hmm. District. Yep. Um. And yeah, it's just like they do simple sushi and chirashi bowls the one I always get. And by this point, the one in like Seattle Wallingford, they know my name and face and also voice. Like yesterday, I just went and got it and I called and they were just like, oh yeah, okay. They just called me by my name and I was like, okay then. (laughs) 
I love the Trashy Bowl at Musashi's. That place used to be like the big date spot when I went to college in Wallingford, the Wallingford location. Mm -hmm. You would see people just line up a block long, just trying to get into Musashi's. But now they have the one in Factoria and Bellevue area. So I just go and get that. That is like my number one Chirashi Bowl too Mm -hmm. as well. I always get it. Yeah, yeah. I've I've heard people who graduated from UW that that was the number one date spot because it's actually, yeah, you get, it's a great quality for like, you know, I think it's just like $15 for the basic one and then yep. plus like tax and tip as well. So yeah. What else have you been eating? I've been getting otherwise delivery from Dozone slash Jin Feng, just like dumplings. Mm-hmm. Um, some dim sum. Um, I like Harbor City the most, though there's like a few different options and in, in, mostly an international district. Yeah, and then randomly sometimes if I'm craving certain things, like I'm craving Mexican food this week, so I think I might go up to Linwood. Thai food, Mexican food, noodles. <laughs> Before we end this here, I just want to talk because you said you're from California. Can you describe the difference between the Seattle food scene and California pre COVID? Of course. So I think the main thing I really miss from California is the Mexican food. Mexican food is as common as, yeah, I guess Thai food or it feels like every block maybe in your like main hangout areas has good Mexican food. I think there's a few good spots here, but they're just farther out. Like I'm going to Linwood. And then, yeah, for Seattle, I think the fish quality, like the reason I go to Musashi so so often is Musashi's the quality here there is way better than like a fifty a hundred dollar restaurant even mm-hmm. in um, California. You'd be surprised because yeah, I'm from the Bay Area and it's by the water, but it's just the maybe it's because of pollution or maybe fish don't actually aren't in the Bay or something. It's just not as good. I, I agree. I think it helps that most of the fish also they come from Alaska too as well. Mm-hmm. tuna cod so a lot of those places we i think we just have a bigger opportunity for abundance of fresh fish in there i agree because I, when i go to like places in las vegas or chicago they just don't have the same fish quality as yeah, up yeah. here in the northwest yeah it's like sometimes there'll be like famous sushi chefs that work in some of those other areas like when i go to la i always get sushi but just the fish plain fish quality here is just so much better that it almost depends on what you're looking for and what type of sushi you're eating but i i always feel like sometimes if i'm eating like a chirashi bowl it's not worth it to pay more somewhere else perfect Anran, thank you so much this has been fun i have two more questions for you so Number one, I didn't even ask you this. What is your go-to boba drink? It really depends on where I get it from. But recently, I really like just the brown sugar milk. Or you can kind of get brown sugar with milk tea as well. Um, Like I said, Yifang does a great one. You can get it with just plain milk, oolong, or black tea. And yeah, it's just it sounds like it would be really sweet, but it's not. And it's you're like, why would I get it with just milk? It somehow <laughs> works really well. The sh- brown sugar, like the type of sweetness it adds with kind of whole milk. Usually they don't use substitutions for it because it just meshes in a certain way. So. Perfect. I just want to let listeners know like what, what you like to get. It's just always fun to listen to, to see what people <laughs> like to order. Finally, ending the show, how can we find you on social media? I know you play a lot of Animal Crossing, so mm-hmm. tell us about that as well. Yeah, um, yeah. What your Twitch channel is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm Travel for Boba, um, just all spelled out on Instagram. And then my I've been recently streaming some games on Twitch, um, Animal Crossing mainly, but sometimes I'll do board games with friends or Jackbox. And it's fish.tv slash Pikaran, P-I-K-A-R-A-N. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I've always wanted to have you on, so it's perfect. Yeah, thanks so much for inviting me. I'm I'm super excited and like humble that you <laughs> invited me on. So. <laughs> All right, thanks, Anne Ran. Well, yeah, see ya. And that was our interview with Anne Ran. Don't forget to follow her. Travel for boba if you can't figure out what to order or where to try boba next. Don't DM her, guys. Just scroll through her page and her post and <laughs> see what looks good. Don't do that. Don't be that person that says, hey, where should I go eat? You know, we're happy to always oblige, but just look through our posts. (laughs) Also, make sure you check out our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Pikaran for all our Animal Crossings as well as game streaming. She's, She's streaming a lot of stuff. I checked it out the other day. It's really cool, guys. Monica, 
I know you love Anran. She's a big Pokemon Go gamer, just like you. Are you still playing that? Is still that that's is that still going around? Did you just out me as playing Pokemon Go? Yeah, I did. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I still play. And things have changed during stay at home. They've made a lot of changes to the system to make it possible to still play. <laughs> so instead of going out to parks, you go to like your bedroom and then to the living room to find different characters. Is that how it works now? It's the same place I take vacations. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nelson. Oh, yeah. And actually, you know, uh, one time we hung out um, and Anran bought out this really cool like Pokemon Go catcher. I was like so jealous of it. Like she was so <laughs> nonchalant about it. She brought it out and like we're talking and she just pushed the button. She's all, yeah, it doesn't catch them all, but you know, catches a lot of them. I'm all, what? I have to manually like catch a one. <laughs> so I was, I was totally in awe that day. One of her sp- favorite spots is Musashi's. She's been getting a lot of Musashi's lately. Good news for that. Musashi's is now open in the Factoria. So they reopened there. And she also mentioned on the east side, she really loved Happy Lemon. And Monica, good news for you guys out in Seattle. SLU has Happy Lemon opened up. They just re- they just opened up this weekend. And there was a BOGO. I saw the giant lines. Yeah. Guys. <laughs> Hey, everyone, just come over to Issaquah. There's no lines at Happy Lemon in Issaquah. Just Do you guys have the Oreo bubble tea waf- bubble waffle, though? Uh, I don't know. I always get the half and half. I don't know if there's okay. an Oreo one. Okay, because at, at the that's, that's, location. Been the, that's been the talk of the town, and I wasn't sure. seems like a lot of us aren't sure that the other locations have the Oreo waffle. I can give them a call or just keep bugging them till they make it. Yeah, <laughs> because, then, you know, I'll be right out. I'll be out right over. <laughs> Because I am Nelson Eats, of course. Don't you yeah. know who I am? Totally. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I'm sure they get down like that. <laughs> Again, there's like Nelson who? <laughs> <laughs> Don't be silly. You get recognized all the time. People are just like, can I take a picture with you? Can I get a selfie with you? So cute. You're the fifth Nelson that came into our shop today. I have no idea. <laughs> Which one are you? <laughs> yeah, which one? Which is better than who? Which one are you? That's true. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Monica. Well, what's going on this week? I I don't know. Uh, Are we supposed to get some Elena's Greek yogurt? I think they're they're coming out. I will talk about that a little bit more next week. I think. I you know I think I might end up like going out and sitting down in a place. So we'll see. Oh okay. I think I think I might venture out, Nelson. Okay. Yeah. All right. Make sure you have your mask. I'm going to sure. tell you right now. Have your mask <laughs> on. <laughs> the first time I get together with you, I'm not going to wear a mask and see what happens. I'm pretty sure. Oh. I'm pretty sure you're going to lose it. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> eating with you. I'm not eating with you. I'm telling you right now. If you don't have a mask on, I'm not eating with you guys. I'm telling you. I left my hand sanitizer at home, so I was freaking out a little bit today. Mm. Just so that you know. Yeah. You don't keep but- some in your car. I don't. I have a, like this little container that's in that I put in my pocket, and I mm-hmm. always go take it with me, kind of like my Fitbit and my keys. Mm-hmm. And you know, I just forgot to bring it with me today, mm-hmm. and yeah, wow. needed to wash Great. my hands. And yep. Anyway, all right, everyone, that's our show for tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Be safe out there, and once again, happy eating, Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at seattlefoodiepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.